As you may have noticed, we've been checking in with musicians, organizations, and venues as things begin to open up to see what they're up to and how they've been. This time it's Sarah Tiedemann, Third Angle New Music's Artistic Director and a Flutist. They're presenting Fresh Air Fest, which they call an outdoor new music mini festival located at the idyllic Topaz Farm on Sovi Island. Three consecutive one-hour sets on Sunday, July 11th, starting at 3.30 p.m. What's the status of their 21-22 season, and what have they been doing to keep at it? Oh, and don't mind us. We geeked out on Twin Peaks in the last little bit, and maybe more than a little bit. But uh, here's me and Sarah Tiedemann. So when the little light is on, you see, mm-hmm. it means we're rolling. I got this. Good. <laughs> like the red light. The red light. light. Now. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, on the got machine here. Well, here we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a few years, mm-hmm. and you had just, you were, you were just finishing up kind of an interim thing. Yeah, I think it was just at the tail end of my interim yeah. period yeah. as artistic director. Yeah. So have you have, have you had a full year? You know, it's funny. Um, not exactly. the The first year uh-huh. uh, of being officially artistic director, I planned most of the season, but a few shows had been planned before I started. Uh-huh. And then this the second year, we shut down before our last show, <sighs> and then there's been this year so i've been there three years and have yet to plan and execute a full season (laughs) of my own well well one of the reasons i i I wanted wanted, uh, to be here was to talk about the fresh air fest yes but i'm sorry terry gross couldn't make it (laughs) we've been joking about that (laughs) yes well we can get suzanne nance to come in there we go she's gonna be here in a couple of weeks yes well we joke we have a third angle podcast called anything but ordinary that i host (laughs) so they've they've taken to calling me third angles Terry Gross, I don't think I'm living up to that title. <laughs> but. Well, I had Suzanne in here a few few years ago, and because she's from Philly and I'm from Baltimore, so for, when we got past the comparing accents part, because we both can have our broadcast accent, and then we we can get you know, we can talk where we're from. You know what I mean? There you go. Uh, but and so she was fabulous. She was great. But you know what? She can do the female NPR accent. Wow! To perfection. It's hilarious, but it's great. I mean, it's you know, if 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 if, if taken out of uh, an ironic context, it's perfect, <laughs> absolutely perfect. So, <laughs> anyway. Yes, I think it's it's easy as soon as a microphone gets in your face to start doing your your radio voice. Yeah, yeah. I find myself. Yeah, yeah. We actually we've had these sound walks coming out once a month. Uh-huh. Mine is actually released today. Um, huh. I just did one for Cully Park uh-huh. and recording the voiceovers. I just, <laughs> I, knew, I, I would stop and go, Sarah, you're doing a voice. You're doing a voice. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know what's funny is um, I, I, I do hide my Baltimore accent mm-hmm. because I have to. Because if I didn't, <laughs> nobody would understand what I was saying. But I was listening to, you know, I, we, we, uh, we've been um, pre-recording our shows at KMHD, many of us, right? And um, so, but I, and I always listen on Friday nights because, first of all, I like all the songs, you know. Uh, but I, and I heard myself say, the AJs! Ah! <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I actually used the, my Baltimore accent for, ew, ew! 
<laughs> I bet probably no one else noticed, but I love it. Now I'm I'm wishing we oh. were doing this with your with your accent. <laughs> Maybe after the the rolling is over, well, I'll get a I'll get treated to it. Well, what's funny is uh, you know Suzanne is from Philadelphia, Philly, mm-hmm. which is very similar to Baltimore, and and the, the program director at KMHD is Matt Flieger, who's from Pittsburgh. Which is also another variant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, let's not talk. We're not talking about that today. Well, I, I do find it very interesting because as a musician, yeah. I'm I'm used to mimicking, and so my husband ah. is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And oh. as soon as I get back there, I start picking up a Tennessee accent, and yeah. have to yeah. purposely not do it because I don't want to offend anyone around me. I understand. <laughs> I'm I have, imitating I, them. I had a friend just like that, and she moved to Maine, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I'm talking to the stranger mm-hmm. who. Are, Exactly. Bonnie, is that you? <laughs> exactly. Where are you from? Where am I from? I'm yeah. from Hillsboro, Oregon. Oh, yeah. so all you have is pa- passive aggressive <laughs> <Exactly>. accents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you've you've been here a while then. <laughs> so you know. do you do you uh do you drop the tea in Portland? Portland. I yes. Th- I, I guess I do. I have to think about that. Portland. Because I have picked that up. Portland, Portland, you kind of swallow it. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Natives do, yeah. My husband makes fun of me because I say email, like it has (laughs) E-L-L at the end. Oh, oh, (laughs) email. Email. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Musicians were attuned to these sorts of things. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's a good excuse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, before we get to the the bad stuff, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) let's get to the good stuff. Sure. Tell me about this Fresh Air Fest. Well, all of us at Third Angle are very excited to be playing in front of people for the first time since Mar- the first week of March 2020. Wow. Um, we've done a few online things. Not, the not same. that many, you know, I personally have felt like it's not good for me as a human, as a musician to be in that space of being that removed and and playing to the <laughs> the cold dead eye of my ipad right so um yeah i ha- personally haven't played in front of anyone since february 2020 as- aside from a couple little you know things for students yeah um and i think several of our musicians are in a similar boat or have only done online things so um july 11th we are doing a full day outdoor festival at Topaz Farm on Sovie Island, which used to be known as Kruger's. A lot of people uh-huh. have been there for weddings or uh-huh. um, visiting the farm. Yeah. Um, and normally our, our season consisted of three big concert series shows and three smaller studio series shows. Mm-hmm. And the studio series in particular we learned very quickly was not going to be feasible this past year because they're meant to be intimate shows for a hundred person audience in a smaller space at new expressive works. Um, so we thought we'll take the whole studio series. We'll put it on one day. We'll have a one day festival outdoors. We'll enjoy the fresh air. (laughs) So that's what's happening. Wow. That's great. Yeah. We're really excited about it. Um, we're going to have three shows uh, they'll have a 45-minute break in between for mm-hmm. for us to, you know, move percussion equipment around and such, yeah. but also so yeah. people people can go explore the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there there's a very cute baby goat that they just got that i hope people will go say hello to i didn't see that in the in the media release (laughs) we have to pace these things you don't want (laughs) to peek too early by showing people the goat ahead of time um so the the first show hopefully i'm remembering the order correctly but the first show is um Andy Akiho mm-hmm. and Ian Rosenbaum, two mm-hmm. wonderful percussionists. Actually, Andy Akiho lives here now. Um, and he's known as a composer and a percussionist, but kind of his niche is that he plays steel pan drums, uh-huh. um, which seems like a good thing to have outside when we're celebrating yeah. a sunny day of coming back together. Yeah. Um, the second show will be... There's no other sound like that. There's nothing else like steel pan drums. No. I mean, no. we'll no. be in, in Soviet Island, but we'll also be in the tropics yeah. <laughs> for yeah. that hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love steel bands, big steel oh bands. Oh, gosh, yes. Like 30, 30 pans, Absolutely. You know? it's, there's, a, there's a radio station out of Port-au-Prince that plays a lot of that stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have Whack. to check that out. Uh, W-A-C-K. We are culture crazy. <laughs> with a K that. being for, for the, the, the crazy word. Uh, but that's a great sound. Yeah. That's a great sound. Absolutely. It yeah. just feels relaxing, you know? Yeah, and we could yeah. all use some relaxing. I know I could use some relaxing. <laughs> I need some relaxation in my life. Um, and then the second show, I actually, I play... A little in the third show and a bunch in the second. The mm-hmm. second is a trio, flute, viola, harp. Uh-huh. We're playing together and we're each playing um, alone for a little bit. We're uh-huh. doing a mix of solo and chamber works. Um, and that combination of instruments was made famous by WC, mm-hmm. uh, who wrote a sonata for the, that trio. That's That music's a little old for third angle. Yeah. So the earliest thing on that concert is a Takamitsu trio. Uh-huh. Um, actually has some some similar moments to the WC uh, and then uh-huh. um, solo works by uh, Evan Williams and a local composer named Yuan Chen Li who uh-huh. I think taught at Reed for a while um, and then we're doing some works by a Puerto Rican born composer named Angelica Negron uh-huh. um, who does a lot of uh, electroacoustic works uh-huh. um, I think people will love her. She has been throughout quarantine one of my happy composers to listen to because uh-huh. her music is just sparkly and beautiful and effervescent and joyous and a little quirky too. Are you playing in that too? Yes. Yeah. One of her pieces is a trio where we actually have to sing a little bit, but uh-huh. luckily it's in a, um, I believe she calls it a childlike breathy voice. So the... <laughs> The pressure is off. Wow. <laughs> There's no operatic soprano required. Um, but that, I mean, that's a combination of instruments that I've loved since, uh-huh. you know, college when I first played a chamber music piece for that instrumentation. So that that's just a joyous hour um, for all three of us. I'm pretty excited about that. So how are you feeling about get, getting up there again? You know... Excited, nervous. Yeah. I, I, I feel nervous, like Nervous, why? Well, I feel like it's important for musicians in general to acknowledge publicly the fact that it's not easy to get up. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we sometimes talk amongst ourselves about um, nerves and, yeah. and, and then we try to get on stage and act like we're fine. <laughs> I think there's right. that right. theatrical element of it. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, it's freaky to get in front of people for the first time in a year and a half. I don't think I've ever gone that long in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
In fact, I'm certain I've never gone that long in my life. Even when I took a break in my mid-20s, I didn't make it that long. Jeez. So. Um, it's funny. I watched Stephen Colbert last night. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that he had had an audience back in there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was it was just interesting to watch. I haven't, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I just saw this, this the open and the first, you know, maybe 10 minutes of it. But it was interesting to watch the process. Yeah. He came alive. He's been terrible. He has been terrible. He's been I'm, awful. I'm, I haven't heard a lot of people say that, but I haven't been oh, able no. to watch him yet. No, no, he's, but he was back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are you into? Are you what are you anticipating? You know, I'm glad that we're doing this outside, uh-huh. and it's a different environment because I think, honestly, for me personally, it would feel kind of weird to drop back in, you know to the same mm-hmm. spot and do that first thing and have it be the same but not the same. So I feel really good about having this as kind of a bridge back to that life. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been, honestly, I've been going to Soviet Island since I was a little kid, going uh-huh. to the pumpkin patch. So uh-huh. it's kind of a safe space. Um, uh-huh. And the two, the two people I'm playing this trio show with, um, one of them I've known since college, uh, mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's mm-hmm. a level of comfort with, with her and yeah. also with yeah. all of the Third Angle uh, musicians. So I'm glad that's the way we're coming but back. But you're not, you're not worried about messing up, right? Oh, I'm always worried about messing oh, up. I wouldn't okay, but, well, but, but not, ex- not excessively. Not more than usual. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think there are very few musicians who have practiced more during the past few months because that mm-hmm. has been their coping mechanism. I yeah. think most of us are, are less in shape than we were. Uh-huh. Um, I think as soon as we start rehearsing, a lot of those chops come back. How do you measure that? <laughs> well, a number of ways. I personally can tell when I'm tired because my face hurts. Ah, <laughs> so um, yeah, the muscles around the mouth yeah. get, get worn out yeah, and, yeah. and more so playing with people because you're making all these micro adjustments you wouldn't be making at home. Uh-huh. Um, Cause even if you play in tune with a tuner or a drone at home, you know, when you play with real life people, they're off, we're all off and yeah. we're all constantly yeah. adjusting to one another. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, very difficult if not impossible to be in peak form until you're playing with other people Uh um i do think when i've come back previously after breaks even though they haven't been this long i have felt sort of liberated just by playing Uh um sometimes it can feel like the tension builds up over time um when you have a quick string of performances and you feel underprepared because you just can't catch up with the load in front of you so I've had a long time to absorb this music and I feel like um, if my chops are not quite in the peak form that they've been in, you know, at the, uh-huh. at the top of my life, yeah. that's sort of being canceled out just by having had more time to spend with the music, uh-huh. having had uh-huh. like time to sleep a little, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I, I feel pretty confident that the audience won't feel like they're missing out on any level of no because everybody's everybody's going to be overjoyed oh my gosh including everybody yes everybody there absolutely absolutely and and it's just like you were describing with colbert like you uh, 
you only feel like you're doing half of what your job is mm -hmm. when there's no one there. Yeah. And and just as I've seen him look, it seems like Colbert has just looked kind of like sad and off his yeah. game all year. Yeah. Um, and that's how we feel when we're not in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. You need mm -hmm. that every mm -hmm. once in a while. You need to feel like you're working toward a thing and then the thing actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the energy there is going to be really alive. Mm. And um, how do the other uh, people that you'll be playing with, how are they how are they dealing with this? They, they feel the same as you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have text yeah. threads going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. We we light a fire under each other when we have a bad uh -huh. <laughs> a bad day and are, I sound out of shape. I'm having trouble making myself practice because I don't sound like myself. And we're getting where we need to be by supporting each other, which uh -huh. has been really lovely. Boy, and it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Mm. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like my my playing is back. Um, really. It's, I'm getting there. Yeah, I have a feeling as soon as I sit down in a room with everybody for a few days, it's going to be, I will feel like I know what I'm doing again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you have, have you done any, any rehearsing online? No. Um, most of what we're doing right now has been like score study, talking about what mm -hmm. recordings we're referencing. Uh -huh. um, what do you just, mean? Uh well, the two people I'm playing with on the, the trio show, mm -hmm. um, one of them lives in L.A. and one of them is in Seattle. So we'll come together mm -hmm. for a really intense week, the week of the show. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we're all we're all studying so that we know exactly <laughs> who plays when and whom we line up with where and yeah. Yeah. Um, who to tune off for this particular note. So I. Uh, some of the music we're playing is particularly flexible. And so mm -hmm. we've been talking about, you know, I like this recording because it has more momentum or I like this one because it's a little freer and, and mm -hmm. they take time more liberally. So we are comparing notes and we have these references to go off for what each other like. Um, and I think everyone has gotten better at coming up with these little, these little ways to connect sort of musically philosophically yeah, with each other yeah, while yeah. we haven't been in person. Uh -huh. Yeah. Will there be more, more concerts this season? Yes. What, what is, is, what season is yeah. it? Well, so there is one more on fresh air fest too, that I, I definitely have to mention. Um, okay. Chris White, who is uh -huh. our third angle percussionist is uh -huh. playing uh, mostly solo show. It's called the white album and his name's Chris White. So you, as you can imagine, <laughs> it's about him. Um, He's playing. Just let it be. Yes. Okay, yeah, right. He's playing this really haunting <laughs> piece called Memory Palace that's uh -huh. by Chris Cerrone, a uh -huh. fantastic composer we worked with previously on our Elliot Smith show. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I'm doing one piece with him. Uh, our cellist Valdine Mishkin is doing one piece with him. And then. This is a Fresh Air? Yes. This okay. is the, the right. closing concert on Fresh Air Fest. Okay. Um, and then we actually have commissioned. Chris to write a piece um, on winemaking in Oregon. And so he's been working on that. He probably appreciated having the extra time to work on it, um, but we can't wait to share that. And, with and extra wine too? <laughs> there will, that, take note folks, there will indeed be wine at the Fresh Air Fest. Absolutely, we're throwing a party, so. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's happening. That's the the full range of Fresh uh -huh. Air Fest, and then we do have a season coming up. Um, 
I would say a good portion of it isn't getting announced just yet, but we uh-huh. are for sure um, doing the Daryl Grant Chamber Opera uh-huh. that was postponed. That yeah. was originally April 2020 that it mm-hmm. was going to happen. Yeah. Um, that will be this fall. Um, I think the dates will be coming out. I don't know how early this well, is airing. Well, it depends but on <laughs> how many people get vaccinated, right? Um, we are actually doing a, I don't want to say too much, but we are doing a safe location. Oh. We have moved the location. It was going to be in the North Warehouse, and I can't say yet where it's going to be, but okay. it will be a safe, safe location. Okay. Um, I don't want to get into I feel like the cast of some sitcom or right, <laughs> Grey's right. Anatomy when they can't tell who's dying in the next episode. Right. Um, right, right, right but right. we are indeed moving forward with that. That's just going to happen in a few months. Um, same cast, everything, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but but a new location. Um, so that that is the main focus of our fall. Um, the the chamber opera sanctuaries is about redlining and gentrification yeah. in the Albina neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and it's the biggest production we've ever done really ever in the history of third angle. Wow. That's um, yeah. It's, it's really exciting and, and we're really focused in on just that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there will be things happening during the regular concert season next year that I'm not allowed to say yet, but they're next very year meaning when like, um, like, Next the 20, what, 20 what year is this like, right now like, this is 21 so 21 22 concert season okay yes okay yes yeah. how has this all this business messed with your artistic vision for or has it messed for, 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 messed with it is probably a good yeah <laughs> a good phrase you know well i would have said yeah. fuck with it but I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna have to bleep that because that's no. what I, that's what i would have said too no. um <laughs> leave yeah it's a podcast that's good that's good (laughs) the Um, fcc does not have jurisdiction here excellent that's how i'd like to do it so how has it fucked with it um myriad ways i would say you know the the main thing is just that things have shifted yeah over and over and over again and it's been a situation where you can plan something and then it's going to get undone mm-hmm. or changed. Mm-hmm. And so at what point do you actually plan the thing? Yeah. At what point do you actually tell people you have planned the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you know, we're all tired. We're, we've yeah. been writing grants yeah. like yeah. nobody has ever seen before. Yeah, they sure. get posted and we right. have three weeks to finish them, which is yeah. just not yeah. a normal way to do things. Yeah. Um, Actually, what, what I meant more was thematically. Thematically, not only has the pandemic changed how, how we assemble physically, um, how often we assemble, where we assemble. Um, I mean, the world has changed. George Floyd's death catapulted yeah. us into a whole new era. Not that what was transpiring was new, but the fact that everybody was paying attention mm-hmm. was new, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, we are very conscious of social justice where, as I'm programming, I'm thinking even more about the range of composers we're programming. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the good things that's come out of this has been the Soundwalk series that we've been doing where every month, uh, 
we commission a sound walk for a different Portland park. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can just pop in earbuds and download the track and a map and go do the walk on their own mm-hmm. so that it's safe. And that, you know, sound walks were a thing before this, but it certainly wasn't something we were invested in to this extent. Mm-hmm. And we were do we had just started actually doing live sound walks. Um, and these are pre-recorded and solo instead of in groups. So the way we're doing that is different, but you know, Portland is a notoriously white town mm-hmm. compared to most cities and classical music is a notoriously white field compared to many things. Um, and classical music in Portland, it's hard not to get so white focused. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes to involve the array of people that you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Soundwalk series has given us an opportunity to be more inclusive and, and to take our sort of mission of, of being outside the box and kind of blurring the lines between genres and go to the nth degree with that. You know, we had, um, Amenta Abioto do mm-hmm. a sound walk, um, in I think January. And she does a lot of like live improvised music with looping pedals. Mm. And, um, we had, I just did one that came out today um, at Cully Park, and mm-hmm. um, mine and a couple of others have been sort of narrative. It's almost like an NPR story, so maybe I'm earning my Fresh Air Fest <laughs> <laughs> title, but we've really gone even further outside what concerts look like, and I think as we are in a position to move back into performance spaces, mm-hmm. um, that is going to further push us to reassess what that means, what we want mm-hmm. concerts to mean, mm-hmm. um, how far we want to push it beyond, you know, using the experimental yeah. venues that we've always used. But yeah. what is any of this going to look like? And I think until the, you can think outside the box, which I think we had been doing, but for a while now there has been no box. Right. There, you're not outside right. the box. We're just, right. you know, in a parallel universe where there yeah. are no shapes whatsoever. Right. So, <laughs> uh I think sometimes you need that kind of chaos and <laughs> misery to liberate you. Oh, great. So um, I'm looking and now forward. You know the meaning of the blues. Right. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I am, I am so looking forward to not living like we have been living for the last year, year and a half. Yeah. But I am also, I am grateful in my fatigue. I am still <laughs> grateful for some of where it's pushed us. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Boy. Oh, Ugh, what a world. Really? Jeez. <laughs> um, are, do you do any writing yourself? Mm, casually. I had, a, I had a blog back in my 20s. I mean um, music. Oh, God. Um, no, not really. I mean, I've written cadenzas for my Mozart concerti. Uh-huh. Or um, I did around this time last year... Um, I don't know if you saw our candle project that we did at Third Angle. Um, I came up with the idea to have some of our core musicians who I felt like were kind of connected to one another um, get together virtually, but in silence 
and perform. So what we did, our executive director, Lisa, who this is the first time I've roped her into performing in <laughs> any way, and I was very excited about it. She had one of those crystal singing bowls. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. she played that, and we broadcast that to the whole group on Zoom. And then we each sat in the dark with a candle lit in front of us, and we sang along with the singing bowl. Huh. We couldn't hear each other at all. Wow. Um, and then we, our incredible audio engineer, just patched everybody together and let it unfold as it unfolded wow. to see what happened. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. So that's the closest I think I've come to writing anything. I wrote the instructions. <laughs> and, you know, there are pieces that that's what they are. So I'm going to count it. But that was my big composition debut. Wow. Interesting. Why do you think that is? I mean, I know... I know there's some people who write and there's some people who don't write. Yeah. But I, I've never quite, I mean, I know why I don't write because I, 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 I can't carry a tune, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can sort of carry a tune. I'm good at karaoke. Um, really? Or, uh, yes. I Seriously, had, what's, your, I what actually, is your, what's your top karaoke tune? Oh, it varies. For a long time, it was uh, Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> that, one was, that one was very popular. Right now, I'm in a Brandy Carlisle phase, and I have several that are ready to debut. Um, anytime now when we open back up. I actually took voice lessons with Valerie Day for a while, just Did mostly you? to get good at karaoke. Um, third Angle Karaoke is the stuff of legends, too, I will say. Um, I'll bet. Yes. So... So it's not carrying a tune that keeps me from writing. Yeah. Um, I do have a complete lack of piano skills, so I'm sure that doesn't oh. help. But yeah. most of, you know, I could do everything online if I wanted to yeah, at this yeah. point. You know, I think there's a control freak aspect of me that is much healthier when I'm just controlling how <laughs> I play what someone else has written instead of trying to do both parts. Uh -huh. um, yeah. That's just too much for my anxious brain to yeah. process. Gotcha. I really do think that's part of it. Gotcha. Um, and I actually really find um, interpretation to be sort of more meaningful than putting my own thoughts huh. down. Huh. Um, I think having a piece of music in front of me and digging in and solving it like a puzzle in mm -hmm. that way is more fulfilling to me mm -hmm. than creating the puzzle. Well, we, we all sort of know where our talents lie and yeah. where they don't. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed, know? indeed. You know, when you're in your 20s or, or, or even, before, even earlier than that, you sort of try everything. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I, let's, maybe I could do that. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I just love, I love digging into anything like that. I love trying to figure people out like that yeah. too yeah. um and you know pieces are an extension of people even when they yeah. try to pretend it's not an extension yeah. of themselves it yeah. still is so and also it's easier to fail when you're young yes yeah <laughs> ain't that the truth right oh my yeah. goodness. okay what's the next thing i had a i had a friend um back in college and at one point her mother said to me the difference between being young and being older is that when you're older, you know what a pain in the ass everything is going to be. Yes. <laughs> I 
Very true. <laughs> that is very true. Yes, yeah. Right. And also what the, what a pain in the ass you 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 may be. Yeah. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> Especially that. Yes. Uh. <laughs> I, whenever I have a recital coming up, I start referring to my princess week. Because <laughs> I know the week, the week I have to do, especially a solo recital, I'm just going to be horrible to be around. I try not to take that out on anyone at work, but like my friends and my husband know she's just going to do this. Like a boxer getting <laughs> Let ready. Let her be alone. Just a boxer getting ready. Yes. To, yeah, right. And luckily, most of that is me wanting to keep to myself and being like, don't yeah. talk to me. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's a thing. <laughs> There are lots of of, of uh, ex- other examples in life like that, mostly for me having to do with sports. But that's okay. Mm. Like, I, like he, you're not supposed to talk to a to a pitcher if he's pitching a no hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. Oh well, I I am wearing my bla- I'm wearing my blazer shirt under my sweater today. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm sticking with them. It's been since the '80s. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still they are, there. They are, they are destined to break your heart. Being a Blazers fan is an exercise not, in futility. It's not and, easy. And also, you know, if anything in the world were ever to teach me patience, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you got that right. Yes, but I do believe heavily in jinxing. And, oh, and yeah. yes, so uh-huh. I'm sure that carries over into music as well. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've filled our jinxing quota right now and, yeah, and we're really. good. <laughs> well, listen, I hope this, uh, geez, I hope everything works out with this, with this, uh, this, this concert or series of concerts in one day, which is, yes. that's quite amazing uh, uh, and quite an undertaking. You know? It is, it is. We haven't done this before. Um, but you won't be able to say that again. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> very true. And and it is pretty on brand for us to do something wacky yeah. with too many yeah. wheels spinning that we yeah. somehow yeah. keep going the whole time. Plates in the air. Yeah, too many yeah. plates in the air. But that's kind of that's where we thrive. <laughs> I don't think this. I, I wonder if people if if, if if who knows who knows what that means anymore. Oh, don't we all have too many? No, because who, nobody does. Who, who who spins plates in the air anymore? Oh, oh, you mean the saying? I nobody. thought you meant no, we're I mean, all too busy, which is also no, true. But, no, no, but uh, yeah, I I think a lot of sayings are like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I said yeah. another thing the other day. I I'm hyper analyzing text all the time now because <laughs> I am neck deep in rewatching Twin Peaks. And <laughs> which one? Um, all the all the seasons and the movie. The Return. Mm-hmm. I've All seen of it. I've seen the return five times. Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll have to talk about that because I'm just, I'm neck deep in it. And I feel like I am hyper analyzing everything that's going on around me. Like David Lynch has turned oh, yeah. me into a complete yes. maniac right Correct. now. Yes. So, yeah. so where, where are you in the, in the cycle? In rewatching? Yeah. Um, we just got, well, we watched it at the beginning of quarantine too so this yeah. second year in a row um we are we just got to the part in season two where it's terrible oh yeah, yeah um yeah. which is unfortunate but see i think i think that that that's it that gets a bad a bad rap it the thing is it may not it may not live up to the rest of what surrounds it yep but it's it's still it's still something to to you know to to savor and and uh, wonder about because because it's so nuts. It is. And I have to say, one of my favorite characters from anything of all time is Major Briggs. Oh, of I just, course. I love of Major course. Briggs. Yeah. Absolutely. You see his head floating across yes. the Yes, <laughs> exactly. So we or just, see him lying there on the slab with yes. no head. So just I, the rest of him. Oh, 
Oh, that was a sight, wasn't it? I have to say, some of my musical uh, lack of fulfillment over the past year has really been taken up by things like trying to figure out Twin Peaks. I just actually this this weekend finished watching a four and a half hour analysis video that I found on YouTube. I, you know, I have not been able to get through that. Oh, you you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I do know. Of course I know what I you're watched, talking about. I watched every minute of it. Oh, geez. <laughs> there was a great podcast at the time uh, that was two guys from Entertainment Weekly. And mm -hmm. that was a wonderful, that was great. Because I, 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 I have a, because when it first aired, you couldn't binge. You couldn't binge it. Yeah. Yep. You know, you had to wait at t every Sunday. Every Sunday, I have a fr I have a friend, a great investigative reporter, Art Levine, who's in D.C., an old friend of mine. We would just call each other up after after each episode, uh -huh. and just go nuts about it. Um, I could sit here and talk about Twin Peaks all day. Well, we might. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to inflict that whole thing on anybody, but I have nothing I planned have, for a little I while. I have paused on my there DVR you go. right now. There you go. Uh, the Return, Episode 8. That's the one. Up to, uh, 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 after uh, um, uh, Trent Renzer. Okay. 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 Yes. And before everything goes crazy. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've just been sitting there now for a couple of weeks. I'm just trying to find the right time to jump in. You have to be in the moment for that episode. That's yeah. Maybe yeah, the greatest yeah. episode of ever anything. Anything. Yep. Anytime. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I feel like now that I, I feel like the guy with the four and a half hour video. Yeah gets it i feel like he's really on to something and so now even after this is over i feel like i have to start over again with that in mind because i think he's right I, not on all of it some of the time just anybody yeah. anybody doing that stuff at some point they sound like a conspiracy and theorist now, who's gone off the deep end and now wisteria yes ah. yes this, and they're all going to be in it oh i can't believe it i can't believe it I, I can believe it. I can't. <laughs> Maybe so. Have you seen the, the David Lynch um, uh, weather reports, daily weather reports? No, I have not. He just sits there in his, in his office and tells you what the weather's like in Los Angeles. It's like a 30-second thing. You know, and just sits there and tells you about what the weather's like that day. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> you know, I went to Oberlin for undergrad, and they uh -huh. have this um, EXCO, the Experimental College, where you can take, was it two credits worth that count toward graduation? And anybody can teach in the experimental college, uh -huh. townspeople, students, anybody. So there was a David Lynch class at one point oh. that I did not take, but I used to crash it. Uh -huh. So that was when I first kind of got exposed to <laughs> that world. Um, so when is, when is Third Angle going to do a, a, the song from uh, Eraserhead? Oh, you know, in there's heaven, all, everything is fine. There's actually a piece to um, written by a Canadian composer, uh -huh. I think Nicole Lizet, um, called the Lynchian Lynchian etudes, uh -huh. the Lynch etudes that yeah. is piano works huh. based on David Lynch. Huh. Um, that's fantastic. I saw it yeah. a few years ago at Music on Main in Vancouver, B.C. Uh -huh. So, yes, there is some lynch but floating in the ether in the programming world. In heaven, everything is thrown. <laughs> You've got your things and I've got mine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw, I saw a video of, hey, listen to everybody. Just, you don't have to keep listening if you don't want. We're just going to geek out We're gonna here. We're going to freestyle about yeah. David Lynch for a little while here. <laughs> 
Um, I've seen that piece of video where Badalamenti um, uh, explains how he wrote the, the Laura, Laura Palmer theme. Oh, wow. I have not seen you that. You should look for that on YouTube. That music in Twin Peaks oh. is ah. something to behold. Yeah. It's just the way he, the way he'll suddenly start playing the two themes at the same time, yeah. or he'll just yeah. bust out into yeah. bass clarinet free jazz. All right. of a sudden, I mean, it's oh, just yeah. it's just genius. Yeah, yeah. And and all those, of course, the chromatics. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a Portland connection there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Agent Tammy. Yes, and I think the I think. The one-armed man is from Portland. Really, I didn't know that. I believe oh so. Oh my god, I didn't. I had no idea. I'll have to check, but <gasps> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Wow. We've Googled everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. I'm not quite. Not quite convinced what that he's either a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. Because what is a good guy and what well, is a bad guy? Well, I mean, guy? that's the question. It is. That's the it question. Is. Yes. Yeah, I think. And whose dream is whose? And. Exactly. What time is it? And what time is it? And what year is it, by the way? Right. Really, what year is this? I mean, it's just this. <laughs> the, well, there's the infinity symbol and yes, um, yes, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. all it's all just a, a dream world <laughs> loop, isn't it? But anybody who's at least into David Lynch enough to still be listening to us right now should really yes. check out that four and a half hour video on YouTube. <laughs> it's full of spoilers. Don't watch everything first and then watch the video and then rewatch everything. But And Lynch is such a dog. Absolutely. He's such a dog. My God. Yeah. Who else could get away with that? I know. I know. I you mean, know, they would be canceled. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Just watching back some of the violent scenes, like, I don't know oh, yeah. how that he got that on television. Yeah, yeah. But I actually have gotten so into it over the past year that I um, signed up for info on how to take transcendental meditation. Wow. Course. <laughs> so um, we'll see if I follow through. I get ideas and then some of them happen and some of them don't. But I feel like I might actually do this. So we'll see. Oh, man. It's just a whole universe. It's a whole universe. Yeah. yeah and, and as he described it, um, getting to that state doesn't give you the ideas. It, it uh, opens you up and soothes you and makes you part of the universal field to the point that when you come back from that, the ideas have a clear path to th- flow into you. Um, I would love to think I could sit for 20 minutes a day and then yeah. all of that would just flow into me afterward. Yeah. <laughs> that I, kind of creativity. My, my Twin Peaks friend, Art, has been doing TM for decades. It hasn't done a goddamn mm. thing. <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> I wa- when I was Googling it the other day, I found a video with Jerry Seinfeld and George Stephanopoulos talking about how they did it. <laughs> and I don't know what, I don't know what that no, says to no. <laughs> speak to it. But, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we could go on here for hours. We could. But, we, we, but um, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, good luck with this festival and welcome back thank to the you. world. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's my pleasure. And I'm yeah. just so happy that we're going to be reunited with yeah. our audience so soon. I have missed their faces. Yeah. I've missed having uh, a reaction when yeah. I play something. Yeah. You know, it's just there's nothing like it. And as we always say as a finale... That's entertainment.